What are the Auburn Tigers getting a new transfer gauge key? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Day joining me as he does every single Monday, Auburn Dailies, Lindsey Crosby, as well as the host of Locked On Movie Prospects, Bravestoday.com, a million other things. The Auburn Tigers, Lindsey, yesterday land the commitment from transfer defensive lineman from Kansas, Gage Keys. And look, I don't think this is a guy that's necessarily going to be Marcus Harris just because he came from the from Kansas, but this is a guy that. I mean, let's just be straight here. He makes Auburn better. And I think that's all that really matters when you pick up a player. Does it make the room better? It offers depth. I think he has tremendous upside as far as his physical ability due to his 6'5 frame, 290 pounds. I think he moves pretty well for that size. And I think there's a lot to like about what Gage Keys can bring to this defensive line. This reminds me of the commitment of Lawrence Johnson when we got him in the transfer portal. And a lot like of people that. were like, eh, you know, doesn't matter. He's not going to do anything. And I'm like, no, no. Like, this is a guy who has spent four years in college football. He's done all of the physical development. He has the experience. He's been through all of these things. And now he's another option that were you to lose somebody due to injury, were you to have ineff- ineffectiveness, the floor is higher behind that guy. Like you, you, yeah. you need players like this in the SEC when you are going through this grind week in and week out and playing the best teams in the country. And so, like, is Gage Keys worthy of an entire show? Nobody's worthy of a segment or two because this is the type of depth that one you have not had from the previous coaching staffs uh, with with poor classes and guys leaving. Yeah. And this is something where he's not expected to come in and, and start for you right away or to be an impact player, but your team is better if there is some sort of issue that forces a backup into playing time versus if you didn't bring him in. I'm uh, Give me a guy like Gage Keeks seven days a week and Sunday after church because you need this kind of depth. Yeah, and look, you're not going to have him for a long time due to the eligibility. Like you said, it's its fourth year. Interesting, though, 2020 didn't play and doesn't count. 2021 was a redshirt year at Minnesota. He played for Minnesota in 2022. Okay. Was an okay okay player there. Transferred to Kansas, played in Kansas in 2023. And so I think he's only technically a redshirt sophomore then, if I I count correctly, which is crazy. We're almost out of the COVID year. And we can like act like eligibility is normal again, but until uh, until all these folks have played in 2020 are done playing college football, um, we still we're still going to count this way. But look, this is a guy that he he needs to help kind of bridge the gap from like the pre Hugh Freeze players to the future. And I think when you look at you know Malik Blockton, who's a who's on campus and is about to start practicing, mm-hmm. TJ Lindsay, we'll see what happens with Dimitri Nicholas. Everybody feels good about some flips coming on Wednesday um, from Florida. And so like when you look at all this, it's like the future of this position is very, very bright. Right now with Justin Rogers' eligibility or him returning in 2024 being up in, up in the air and there being questions around it, you're looking at outside of Gage Keys, you got Jason Jones, Akevius Walker, and uh, Quintrail, Jamison Travis 
are the guys that are the older dudes in the room. You got mm -hmm. Keldrick Falk, who may be moving from defensive end to defensive tackle because the kid can't keep growing. And then I heard good things about Darren Reed. We'll talk more about the practice notes from yesterday in a second. But this is a room that's got a lot of variables, Lindsay. And when you go out and get a guy like Gage Keys, I think it gives you a little bit more stability. You mentioned raising the floor. I think it raises the floor, maybe alters the ceiling upwards just a little bit because I do think Keys has some upside that hasn't really been tapped yet. But all in all, this is a depth piece ad, in my opinion. But he could be a starter. He could be a starter. Yeah, and and I mean, he has 378 plays in college football. So it's not necessarily, I think you're right when you say like he has upside left. He has, like there could be more in there that we don't know. But yeah. I think what we do know is that he could, he has the potential to be a reliable piece in the interior. Like you said, not a lot of depth in that room. Again, it, it feels like, this is the kind of player that you've been missing the last couple years. That that guy who he can like the veteran who can start for you if you need him to. He can provide high quality depth if you don't need him to start. This is the guy you've been missing, and it feels like, especially in the Brian Harson era, so many of those defensive second halves, the team would wear down, the defense would wear down because you didn't have that quality depth behind your starters. Even if he doesn't start. He's going to rotate in plenty. He's going to be a useful piece. Uh, back half of the season, he was playing 25 to 35 snaps a game. I mean, that's that's legitimate run that you're going to be able to plug into your defense. And that just, that helps in the SEC with such, some of these great offenses and Heisman Trophy winners and things like that that you see. Mm -hmm. Sure. As far as how he will be used and where he'll be used, I've seen a few write-ups say that he's going to be good for Auburn in that, you know, playing the one technique, which is like a nose guard, or the three technique, which is your defensive tackle, where Marcus Harris was a year ago. And we didn't really see him play that much at Kansas or Minnesota at that one technique. He played a lot of defensive tackle. And so that's raises the question of, okay, what happens if Auburn needs more snaps there since Marcus Harris is leaving? Is this is this the plan? I don't know. And just to tease ahead to the practice notes a little bit, but Jason Jones was playing more at the three technique, um, and he might play more on that three technique in the bowl game. We'll see. Is that just because they're so thin on the defensive line right now during this bowl period before these transfers come in and these high school kids are able to play? I don't know. I don't know, but I do think that is a storyline worth monitoring moving mm -hmm. forward. And it kind of raises and teases to a segment we'll do not today, but in the future at some point of how much stock can we put into what happens in the bowl game? Because this roster is nowhere near complete and you've just got to kind of put guys in places to, to compete against Maryland in the music city bowl. I don't know, but yeah, gauge keys hasn't played a whole lot of nose tackle. And so the fact that he's he's kind of a tweener, and and I talked to I talked to um, Derek, who is our, our locked on Jayhawks host, and and he kind of talked about the fact that he is a little bit of a tweener. It's like, is he a three technique? Is he a nose tackle? And they didn't really put him at nose that much, so he'd have to gain some weight, in my opinion, if he was going to play that true one for the Auburn defensive line. Yeah, and depending on what happens with Justin Rogers, you may have multiple players who could do that and you wouldn't need him to. 
Uh, we've seen times where yeah. those undersized noses have been successful, but it feels like it's more the exception than the rule. And so, or it's package based, right? Yeah, On third yeah. down, you're okay with that, you know, yeah. but in a standard base, I don't think you really want that. Yeah. And the good news is, is he should be able to be here in time, like, you know, for the spring where they can decide after this transfer portal period and after uh, winter, you know, early signing day and those enrollments, do they need him to try to physically change a little bit to to move inside? They have some time for that. And again, gets back to what we talked about last week, getting guys in before spring ends up being huge because you have a better idea of your needs uh, and you have a better idea of what these players can do. So I love that. Yeah, no question about it. All right, Auburn, they practiced yesterday. Talked to some folks that were at practice and we'll discuss some of those notes in just a moment right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors is the best place to buy all of the parts for your car, truck, or SUV. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps that ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, doesn't matter what it is. eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your car, truck, or SUV. Uh, They've got it, and we've eBay guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or you'll get your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Lindsey Crosby, our guest on this Monday. Coming up, we'll be joined by Drake Toll. He is the host of Locked On Big 12, and he'll give his thoughts on this edition of Gage Keys via the portal as well, some practice notes, Lindsay. We'll start with the one that really kind of took me aback the most. Demarcus Riddick practiced yesterday per my source, and it sounds like he was very impressive. In fact, the the quote that the source told me, Lindsay, is this true freshman, this incoming true freshman, he gets from point A to point B faster than anybody. It doesn't matter where it is on the field. He is there within a second. And he said at times his closing speed looked faster than Eugene Asante's. So that, to me, is a very, very big statement and compliment for the young linebacker. Yeah, because so something to remember is, I mean, he th this is the time he should still be in high school, right? Like, that's how early this is. Uh, I think he was listed at 6'2", 215, played a lot of weak side linebacker. But being able to pair him with a guy like an Asante, you can see how... Like, this gives you a pair of linebackers where you have not had this combined skill in the linebacker room in a couple seasons. And the guys that you had, you know, like a KJ Britt, are in the league right now. And so being able to have a better presence in pass coverage, better presence rushing the passer, whatever it is, out of the linebacker position, to me it feels like that's the position in the Ron Roberts defense that needs to have the most versatility because it gives you the ability to do so many different things. It's like when you have a tight end that is both a really good pass catcher and a good blocker. It gives you the ability to do different things out of different looks. And DeMarcus Riddick could be that kind of guy on defense. And I'm I'm really hyped that he's already looking that good uh, this early in his Auburn career. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, only a, a practice or so into it, but early, early hitting the ground running, which is great. Yes, um, literally Malik, running. Malik Blockton um, wants to practice. It sounds like uh, there's a few more like 
things that they need to do to make sure he's cleared to practice. So that's that's coming up, which is exciting. And then Jalen Simpson, it's, it sounds like he's only practicing like one or two reps, and then he's kind of sitting out. I think he's still nursing uh, an injury, which Hugh Freeze talked about at his press conference on Saturday. And so Sylvester Smith is a guy that is garnering a lot of positive chatter for what he did uh, in practice yesterday, Lindsay. So Sylvester Smith, is a guy that we heard a little bit about in uh, in fall camp and kind of crept his way up into the two deep um, in some of the drills that we were able to see. But Sylvester Smith at safety, the youngster at safety, is a name that I'm watching moving forward into the offseason. Yeah, and in high school, I remember one of the things that we heard about him when he signed was the versatility, right? He played all over the defensive backfield in high school uh, and and – I mean, as far as even played quarterback, I remember he was in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, did really well in the game. And so to hear that there's other options stepping up in the defensive backfield, that's a room where you're looking at losing a lot of guys. Not the entire room, thankfully. You have guys coming back. Uh, but needing players to step up and take on a bigger role. Uh, if you can do it in the bowl game, that'll give you the leg up going into the spring, going into the fall after that. Uh, it... it it makes me feel good knowing that you you have guys that are looking better in practices that are getting more of the playtime, and then knowing you have this class of of rook of almost said prospects. It's it's the baseball guy in me of these nice. signees coming in behind them that are also incredibly talented. I'd rather have too many options than too few. And for the longest time, it felt like we were going to have too few options in, in the defensive backfield this year. Yeah, I, I mean, with the defensive backs, it's going to be more, I think they're going to play the talent card, not the mm -hmm. experience card. Where the defensive linemen, they need all of it. I think they just need more bodies that you feel comfortable playing. These defensive backs, both at safety and at corner, they've got highly touted dudes that just haven't really played yet because Auburn has a defensive backfield this past season that was very good. But these guys all came back after starting multiple seasons already. So I think the return of DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett for another season, it kind of kept some of these guys off the field, which was probably a good thing. And I think they're going to surprise some people this upcoming season. But they're filled with guys. This room is stacked at both corner mm -hmm. and safety with JD Rim. And, you know, I love Kay and Lee. And, you know, we'll see what Terrence Love and Sylvester Smith and Colton Hood and Tyler Scott, all these guys do. These are all highly coveted guys that more, more schools in Auburn wanted these dudes. And so, to me, you look at the expected starters returning. Keontae Scott announced that he's coming back. I can't imagine Zion Puckett going anywhere. Donovan Kaufman, like, okay, you feel good about those guys. If a Sylvester Smith steps up, we know what we have in Kay and Lee. All right, really, you're only short a corner as far as that that those starters go. And it seems mm -hmm. like Auburn is pursuing the former five-star cornerback that committed to Georgia a year ago, A.J. Harris, who, uh, who was in town this weekend, um, based on my understanding. And if Auburn could land him, that's your opposite corner, where you're still relying more on talent than experience just because Georgia had so many guys in front of them. But still... You look at that and it's like, okay, you feel good if that's your corner starting opposite Kay and Lee. And then you've got safeties like, you know, Keontae Scott at the at the star, Donovan Kaufman at the star, and Caleb Wooden back there, and Sylvester Smith. All of a sudden, all of a sudden you feel okay. You feel okay about that. There's a lot of uncertainty because mm -hmm. once again, we're relying on talent, not experience. But 
I think uh, I think that's the whole point of recruiting talented guys, and I think that's the mindset of this coaching staff. It's like we brought these guys in for a reason. We can't always just be going to the transfer portal for guys. Yeah, and and I appreciate the the Hugh Freeze attitude of build the program through high school recruiting. Right, yes. it gives you more year over year stability. It does create a little bit more work as far as having to re-recruit your roster. Guys could transfer out and trying to keep them here, but it gives you more year to year continuity. You know what you're going to have because you bring a guy in. Okay, I've got three or four years of this guy uh, versus one of a transfer or maybe two of a transfer, things like that. I do think that if there's a position on the defense that you're really going to kind of rely on talent over experience, cornerback feels not ideal for that, but it feels like that's a position where a lot of what you're doing is watching film and reacting to the guy in front of you. And so, you know, you put a guy in man coverage who has tons of talent, not as much experience in college. It feels like that's a little bit easier to deal with than it is something like a linebacker or even a, a defensive end, something like that. So I like the fact that you have an incredibly talented group of guys Figuring out who plays where, obviously a big deal, but makes you feel good about Auburn's lineage of defensive backs in the NFL. Obviously, the program has shown there's something here. We can develop these guys. We can get them the experience they need. And, you know, it's a good group to start with. It's good clay. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's move into our conversation with Drake Toll to get the Big 12 perspective on Gage Keys leaving Kansas and going to Auburn. But before that, Lindsay, how can people check out everything you've got going on? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. It's the hub for everything. If it's uh, college baseball, auburndaily.com. If it's minor league baseball, Locked on MLB Prospects, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And if it's major league baseball, bravestoday.com. All right, more next right here on Locked on Auburn. And joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Locked on Big 12 host and known Ron Roberts hater, Drake Toll joins the show. You know every player in the Big 12, like the yes. back of your hand. Uh-huh. And so the topic, the main topic of today's show has been the addition of Gage Keys transferring to the Auburn Tigers. Your instant reaction when you heard the news. Who the hell is Gage Keys? Uh, look, I mean, of course I've heard of this guy because he's he has played 300 snaps. And and there are layers to this, Zach, because right. at, the ver- at the very – just you tell an Auburn fan, hey, we got an auxiliary defensive tackle from Kansas. Most years, that doesn't matter. This isn't your grandpa's Kansas. This team is actually formidable, and Lance right. Leipold has built something great there. So this is a kid that can certainly play ball. He is on his third school, and the rhetoric seems to be like his head is elsewhere. I'll put it this way. So here's where I'll give you the, the, the good side. This isn't your old, old school Kansas defensive lineman. This dude can actually play. The bad side is he needs to be humbled in the SEC, and that's going to happen at Auburn. He's the same guy that retweeted his own game highlights from July saying, if you're good at something, go get paid for it. This is a money move. He wants to play in the league just like everybody else does. He's going to make a move to the SEC to make money in NIL, which Auburn absolutely has, and try to put himself in a better position to get drafted. Does he bring an instant impact game breaker to, to Auburn, Alabama? The answer is absolutely no. He's still an auxiliary defensive lineman from Kansas, but just not as bad as that label usually give you. Sure. I, I think multiple things can be true at once. I think he can want to make more money. I yeah. think he could want to be in a situation to better himself and put himself in a better situation to make the NFL. And I think Auburn can get better 
because of it. Yes. Is he going to be this guy? Is he going to be Marcus Harris, who is the last guy Auburn went to get from Kansas, and he'll be playing on Sundays this upcoming season? I'm not expecting him to be Marcus Harris, but he can be a, a guy that makes your team better. We've talked about this before on Locked on Auburn a ton, Drake. Lawrence Johnson was a the guy they went and got from Purdue who was a rotational defensive lineman. Yep. He made Auburn better a year ago. Masai Nasili Kite was a similar situation for Maryland. They brought him over. I think that's a lot of what this transfer portal is. It's, yep. okay, we're thin at these yes. positions. I'm not looking for a star. I just need to make this room better. And I, I think he does that. And you you went out you beat out Arkansas for this kid. You, you've beaten out other powerful other Arkansas. Take Other that. SEC team. This is the worst part. As a Valonia, Arkansas native myself and a Baylor graduate, I have I have to follow Auburn football because it's screaming in my face constantly. And you're right. I wasn't the biggest Ron Roberts guy in the beginning because Auburn hired a guy who got fired from Baylor University. But then we found out that Dave Aranda just fires good assistant coaches all the time for sport. And there now the whole, the whole narrative has changed. There it is. Fired over a dozen assistant coaches now, but it's never the head coach's problem. Moot point, Zach. I I sat. I, I say sadly, I follow Auburn enough because it is slapped in my face so constantly, and this is a move that makes Auburn better. Do not be misconstrued. This isn't a a net neutral. This is a positive move for Auburn. He is an athlete. He is six foot five, two hundred and ninety pounds. He was one of the more he was one of the more legitimate pieces on the Kansas defense, entire defense, the last three or four games of the year. I remember in the middle of the season before he was a staple against BYU, he stood out. He stood. This is a kid who has stood out in football games. And in the era of the portal where a lot of guys aren't talked about, you've got to generate excitement about some kid you've never heard of from Kansas. And I do think the excitement's warranted. Yeah, his pass rushing grade, if you look at PFF, if you care about what PFF says, his pass rushing grade. PFF says I'm the most handsome man alive, Zach. Which I think the analytics back that up, right? Do with I, that I, what you will. PFF. That's one of those things where it's like analytics, eye test, both come together. And it's like, yeah, Drake Toll is pretty handsome. Uh, I agree I with know. that. I agree I with know. that. I'll never get over the mental image of when we were recording the Ron Roberts <laughs> episode at right. six o'clock in the morning. You're still in college and you're slamming some beers while we're doing it. It was the most remarkable and epic thing I've ever seen. But when you look at what Gage Keys does from a pass rushing standpoint, yes, it, it, I think it's fine. It's it's hard to rush the passer from the interior. That's why when you yeah. can do it, you make a lot of money. Looking at you, Aaron Donald. But I think when you look at what Gage Keys can do from a skill set standpoint. Paired with Ron Roberts' defensive scheme, which no matter what you say, was no. very successful this past season. He was one of the best defensive coordinators in the SEC. I think I when think you so. pair those things together, I think there is some upside here. Yeah, oh, for sure. And and just to put a nugget in there on Ron Roberts, he was... Can you apologize to everyone? Can, oh, absolutely, hey, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going no. to give you the next 60 seconds. Go ahead and issue an apology, please. <laughs> Here's the problem, Zach, is the optics. No, no, no. When, don't say... No, no you, you start no, this with saying Auburn fans optics. and Ron Roberts, I am sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ron Roberts, you are an old ball coach. You are gruff. You are mean. No, nope, that's not how you start it. That's not how you start this. At Drake. a soft school like Baylor, it didn't work out. And I am sorry. I am sorry that Dave Aranda fires good coaches. And Ron Roberts was one of those good coaches. And and I bet Auburn fans are over the moon that they're... Because look, look, look. It was at the time, Zach, 
I just thought it was odd that Auburn, this great historic program, would hire the fired guy from Baylor. The optics on that were not very pretty, but obviously it worked out. The guy can coach, and the issue was instead rooted in the national championship winning defensive coordinator who can't handle people or be a head coach. And Ron Roberts, who got the who got the better end of this? Ron Roberts absolutely did. And now it's been a smash hit at Auburn. And that's why, that is why I trust him having a six foot five, 290 pound kid in his hands on the interior. This guy's not going to be a game breaker who has three sacks this year. I'll I'll right here. I'll come on your show in a year and apologize that the kid has more than two and a half sacks because it won't happen. And he's got a bit of that heady retweeting his own film, trying to get paid. He's got the chip on his shoulder, probably thinks he's a little bit better than he is. He's going to get slapped in the face in the SEC. It goes one of two ways. Ron Roberts doesn't put up with that. And when he gets in Ron Roberts' hands, this is going to be good. I don't think you will come on a year from now and apologize because you just I won't didn't have to. do it. I won't you have had the to. opportunity to do it for Ron Roberts and you didn't do it. You just the didn't do it. The word sorry right was said, Zach. The word sorry was said. That's true. It was said, but it was a weird backhanded compliment kind of thing that didn't seem genuine, Drake. I'm just being honest. I, I can already see the comment section loves it. They're already they're already in there and they're loving it. I'm glad that I'm back. They don't, they don't remember me. Yeah, the, I, I got messages all year saying, man, what's that Baylor guy? What's your Baylor host saying? It's like, well, one, we promoted him. Like, let's just go ahead and get that Thank out of you. the way. Which was great. I loved that part. After I said Ron Roberts was a bad defensive coordinator, I got promoted. So what does that say? These guys' takes are terrible. Yeah, let's give them a better show. (laughs) Uh, And that's why Gage Keys is going to have 10 sacks next year. Look, the more I doubt this kid, the better he's going to be. I I think Um, you're right. I think you're right. Here's here's this as well. As someone who has been a fan of a college football team before, I have seen where – X player who you've never heard of who's a three-star commits to your program, and you automatically think, this guy's going to be it. He's going to be a difference maker. And yeah. more times than not, it just doesn't pan out to be near as glorifying as you want it to be. So take this three-star kid from Kansas with that grain of salt. Uh, yeah, I will. I will. Drake, Toll, how can people find everything that you do and uh, possibly Don't. say things to They're you hate and, and smack yeah. um, about the Ron Roberts stick? At Drake C. Toll on Twitter. If you pay for Twitter enough so that you can DM me about the Ron Roberts take, what does that say about you? That's the only way you can DM me now is if you got to pay for Twitter. And if you do that, I just want you to take a hard look in the mirror before you DM me about Ron Roberts. But if you do, you absolutely can DM him. I'll respect it. I will respect it. Yeah. All right. That's Drake Toll. Thank you so much to Drake Toll. Thank you so much to Lindsey Crosby for joining us on the show today. We'll be back tomorrow. So click that subscribe button. We'll see you then. This has been Locked on Auburn.